0: just a quick note before we jump into this episode that this is an episode from when it was called Thoughts. It's from a year ago. I didn't edit it at all and it's a little bit cringy, but I thought I'd still put it out there because I did do a bit of work on it and, you know, it's lazy content. So that's it from me. Enjoy the episode. Hi, and welcome to my quarantine project called Thoughts? Question mark. This is something I've decided to work on to keep my mind off the absolute madness that is going on and to keep me from going insane when I can't see my friends in the holidays. If I'm being honest, writing enough content for an episode this long was much, much harder than I could ever have anticipated and I don't think if I'm going to do this, I'm going to continually write full length scripts. I don't even want to see another picture of any of the Kardashians for another 20 years after the amount of articles and videos I consumed to write this. I mean, it probably is a bit wanky upon reflection that I think I'm interesting enough to write a podcast and record a podcast and people would listen to it and care about what I was saying, but I'm just rolling with it. Also. Just a bit of a PSA to anyone that might be listening, which, let's be honest, is probably just my friends or even my family member. And if you are my family member, this is my warning. Don't don't tell Nan anything I've said. I'm not trying to pretend that I'm the smartest hoe in the world or anything like that. And I always know what I'm talking about or that my opinions are complete facts, even though they are usually educated and well-researched. So if you disagree with me and you think that the Kardashians are models of virtue and goodness, then that's your opinion and it's not wrong, it's just different. I sincerely hope that I get to have a chat with a few of my friends on my podcast because just listening to me speak about what I think is going to get boring after a few episodes. But I mean, me and my friend did attempt to film a joint episode And it was kind of a train wreck. We didn't really know what we were doing. So we'll see how that proceeds. For my first episode today, I'm doing a bit of a deep dive on the Kardashians. And into their inner workings, their psychology. I'm going to share some of my thoughts on some of their family dynamics that I've noticed. And the majority of this episode, I'll mainly be talking about... Why the Kardashians still have influence in society and what that can tell us about humans and how we relate to each other. And my God, let's get into it because they are such an interesting case study. I want to talk about some basic Kardashian facts for a while to set the scene. It is rather embarrassing that I know all of this from the top of my head instead of, it, instead of having to go and Google it. Well, the head of house, Kris Jenner, The matriarch, if you will, was married to Robert Kardashian, who is a lawyer for O.J. Simpson, who was charged with murdering his wife. Robert was also a close family friend of O.J. and all of the children knew him. This was a very famous and controversial case. And even though O.J. Simpson officially, as of 2020, has gotten off on the murder charges, Many people still think he committed the murder. Robert Kardashian was well known for his role in the Simpson case. Robert and Chris later then had four kids together. Well, had four kids and the case was going on. Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Rob. I mean, everyone always forgets about Rob, but honestly, good on him for being able to kind of backstep from the fame. Robert and Chris divorced and she later admitted to having an affair, but I'm not sure that that was the reason they divorced. She later remarried to Bruce Jenner, who is now known as Caitlyn Jenner, an Olympian. Because of Caitlyn's fame and the connections Chris had, Chris was able to secure a a TV series about their family called Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Robert then later died prematurely of cancer in 2002. Chris and Robert were not together at the time, but they co-parented and this was a huge blow for the family. Caitlyn Jenner and Chris Jenner had two kids together. And obviously Caitlyn Jenner was a stepdad for all of the other children. Kylie and Kendall. As Chris and Caitlyn have confirmed separately through books and TV series, Caitlin's transition was the main reason that Chris and Caitlin's marriage broke down. So they've officially separated in these last few years. Currently, Chris is dating a man named Corey Gamble, who is roughly 20 years her junior. Now, no shade to Chris, do whatever you want. And there sure is an abundance of old men in Hollywood who are dating young women. But, she is a bit of a cougar. Caitlin doesn't really talk to the Kardashians anymore. Now, as a bit of a where are they now segment, I'm going to talk about the grown-up kids and their relationships, their romantic relationships. Courtney Kardashian has on and off again relationships with younger men and co-parents, her kids, Mason, Pentelope and Rain. With an A-level dick called Scott Disick. And while they were married and together, that was an awful dynamic. And he was awful. Scott Disick's current girlfriend, I'm actually not sure. There have been rumours that they are broken up. But for the purpose of this current girlfriend, was Kylie's friend. And could be my slightly older friend which is a bit of a weird dynamic. Chris has actually been married three times, not two. To Damon Thomas, they eloped. Chris Humphreys, which famously lasted like 70 days and created the most iconic Kardashian crying face meme. And finally is now married to an unstable man with an inflated sense of self called Kanye West. They have four kids together called North, Saint, Chicago and Psalm. Chloe Kardashian has famously been associated with dirtbag men who have a ton of issues that they all need to receive a lot of help for with things like addiction and gambling issues. Lamar and Tristan Con- Thompson, oh my god I can't speak, Tristan Thompson, who publicly, both of them publicly cheated on her many times and there were a lots of issues other than the cheating. She co-parents her child with Tristan and there have been even rumours that they're getting back together, which is weird. Robert, uh, well Rob, Rob Kardashian has had a girl Called Dream Renee Kardashian with a woman named Black China while they were together, and now he wants full child, a uh, full child, full custody of his daughter because there have been claims that Black China has been very violent and drinking a lot around her kid, which obviously is a big no no in terms of parenting. I think. Kendall Jenner is on on again with Ben Simmons, but comparatively to the rest of her family, she keeps her love life a lot, like, really secret. Um, Kylie um, was linked famously, famously with Tiger, and their age difference, ugh, like, I forgot, like, how big their age difference was. He was 25, and she wasn't even legal at the age of 17. Like, that shit's nasty. I'm sorry. You should not be. That, that age difference is too much, especially at a younger age. Kylie then dated and had a child with a guy named Travis Scott, who's also a rapper, so maybe Kylie has a thing for rappers or something. And her kid is named Stormy. They publicly announced that they'd split, And there have been rumors of they're getting back together, so I don't even know what's going on there. I want to point out that the majority of the children of, you know, this whole family, have had on and off again unhealthy romantic partnership partnership dynamics, and I would conclude, from lots of research, that this is a toxic pattern that has been learnt behaviour. That their mother and her actions in a romantic partnership has exhibited. The inner workings of this family are very intriguing. And I sifted through many articles and videos. Trying to see beyond what the Kardashians want you to see. But honestly, it's all there. In the show and in the public words they say. And even the filmed therapy appointments. Chris one family dynamic that I want to talk about is the fact that Chris cheated on Robert Kardashian. And there has been little doubt in many people's minds that Chloe is not Robert's biological child. There have been many rumours about Chloe's father, including that OJ Simpson himself had fathered Chloe, which Robert himself had verminently denied to his close friends before he died. And in one episode, Chloe is seen as the only one not taking a DNA test. There are lots of interesting dynamics within this large empire of a family that remain ongoing to this day. There is one dynamic I want to touch on before I talk about their place in society. And that involves Chris and the way she interacts with her children. She genuinely seems to pick her favourite and give that kid the most attention based upon how much money they make. Kylie was sort of the forgotten child in earlier years, and even said publicly at one point that Chloe was more of a mother than Chris. And now that Kylie makes the most money, most buck in the family, Chris pays way more attention to her. Before it was Kim. But now Kim, not that she's making no money by any means, She's kind of taken a sidestep in terms of money making. Chris's favourite is Kylie now. This dynamic has been mentioned many times and the Kardashians themselves joke about it all the time. Of course, it could just be a joke, but the way it's consistently brought up and how the joke is delivered and how many times it's said in per interview and just all that kind of stuff makes me think that This actually does happen. And if Chris really does noticeably pick a favourite child that concerns money-making shit, then that is a crazy toxic family dynamic. No wonder all of the Kardashians kind of hate each other and are consistently passive-aggressive towards each other. They have all grown up vying for mum's attention and validation and in their adult lives haven't escaped that and given an option of moving on since they are firmly planted as a family dynamic. I mean, Rob kind of has been able to escape that, but, you know, for the rest of them, it's kind of sad. Another interesting thing is Courtney is clearly depressed, unmotivated, and lost in life. She was the only one in the family to get a university degree, and I feel like through watching snippets, of, uh, well, I mean full episodes of the show, that she feels like she hasn't really achieved much in life. And I mean, it would kind of be sad to like look upon your legacy like as you were getting a bit older and be like, oh shit, like the only thing I've ever done is like be an influencer and like have a website called Poosh and like all that kind of stuff. So that's interesting and... I don't know I just think um Courtney was actually abused by Chris like early on and that isn't something that I would like to gossip about because obviously abuse is abuse and that's a very serious thing but through a lot of like journals and things it genuinely feels like Chris and Courtney have a very fraught relationship. While going through their family tree and telling you who's dating who and who's marrying who is isn't particularly riveting stuff, it begs the question, why do the dysfunctional Kardashians still have a platform, an enormous one at that? Well, normal people are obsessed with rich people, and this is just a fact of life. The Kardashian life of luxury allures many people to think that they too may have a chance of being on the same level as them, and go on the same holidays to Malibu and they defend them at at all costs against people that criticize them. This same logic can be applied to the debate of the ethics of being a billionaire. Hey, the Kardashians are quite problematic and have been caught in many scandals and controversy time and time again, making the same mistakes. I find that this is because they are unable to learn from their mistakes and almost have zero self-awareness. I think, for me, the main issue I have with the Kardashians that goes even above their obvious blackfishing is their astounding lack of awareness of how much money they have. And they're completely tone deaf to this because of the bubble they live in. They're all friends with rich people, they date rich people, their family is rich, and they've never had the experience of money even ever being like a thought. this is the same for many celebrities other than the kardashians but they are at a point where they don't really recognize when things can be ironic or offensive they can't even realize that saying in this pandemic this is so hard but you need to stay inside you need to not go to your job we're all in this together as they film in one of their massive houses With everything that they could want and no financial issues ever. And no worries about, you know, job loss and money. They don't even see the issue with this and why that could be considered ironic. As far as they are concerned, any publicity is good publicity. Even if they come off as absolutely awful and fame-obsessed people in the process. They sell diet products, makeup, and self-help elixirs to mostly young, impressionable people who are most vulnerable to body image insecurities. But the Kardashian family is human after all. And even though this is above all else patronising, I feel sorry for them in some sense. It is very clear to me, through research, that Chris has all the traits of textbook narcissistic personality disorder. While many people think that being and having narcissistic personality disorder just means that you talk about yourself a bit too much. This is a personality disorder that can completely alter how you can re- interact and relate with people. And it is exhausting to be committed to a relationship of any kind, like a family member with someone that has this disorder. Robert Kardashian was not just married to Chris, He was married to like five other women. And this is relevant because one of his ex-wives released journals of his to a trashy magazine and it had read that Robert had told Chris to undergo a psychoanalysis at one point to check for mental issues and underlying conditions. So clearly, this isn't just gossip or something unfounded. If Chris did have narcissistic personality disorder, the sisters... Particularly would have been struggling with this all their life, because Chris has planted herself firmly in their lives, and that the way they have learnt how to behave in any relationships has affected their lives, which has been clearly documented. I hope everyone can appreciate that I got a Hulu free trial and watched many hours of the show, because if I'm going to criticise them, I have to at least see if their show also portrays them as idiots. I came across the Kardashians on my feed a couple of days ago with their most recent advertisement for their show, where Kim and Courtney are trying their best to fight each other. I mean, it just looks really stupid. In their latest episode, which I watched at 6:30 a.m, I sat there gobsmacked at their immaturity, and their fight looked like something I would see between two girls at my school, not between 40-year-old grown women, or practically 40 anyways. I'll be honest, I haven't understood why this family is practically the American Royal Family since I was aware of their existence. Just how rich they are actually astounds me, and they are surprisingly still in business with their reality show, which is now up to 18 seasons, which is a crazy number. But the ratings have been going down for a while, and I'm sure that in another 10 years their manufactured drama will no longer be of interest to a large fan base. Or maybe the show would run when Kim's like 90. Just picture Kim in her wheelchair yelling through her cro- croaked voice, you're such a fucking whore. I mean, I'll give it to them. Their show is pretty entertaining. And even some parts I felt myself, you know, feeling sorry for them. The first part of this equation of why they have influence is to ask yourself, why people love and connect with celebrities as a general rule. A relationship between a famous person and a normal person is best described as a parasocial relationship. And this is a type of relationship of its own. A parasocial relationship is between two people where one extends their love, respect and support. And the other person or character even is completely unaware of their existence. This means that a parasocial relationship is completely one-sided. And once you, once you reach a certain point in this relationship, maintaining a parasocial relationship can certainly become unhealthy. Pretty much everyone has parasocial relationships and you can form many parasocial relationships for a number of reasons. A big reason is because you attach certain faces and figures to emotions or periods in your life. I have a parasocial relationship with Taylor Swift because I've listened to her music since I was seven or eight and I associate her with my childhood innocence. But a rarer case would involve that someone is lacking normal channels of human connection, so they get unreasonably attached to a number of celebrities. Forming parasocial relationships or a number of them is not indicative of a larger problem with your well-being because lots of people form these relationships with public figures that they connect with in some way. Thousands upon thousands of people have formed a parasocial relationship with the Kardashian family as a whole or one of them in particular. And the Kardashian family knows this. They are well aware that they have a core fan base that will support them no matter what. I also think That the landscape for celebrity fan interaction and connection has changed a great deal because not that long ago hollywood and people of influence were not accessible like at all they were almost like god figures so far above us mortals of the middle and working class but now through things like youtube and instagram people are gaining personal insights into the lives of these famous people You see their beach pickies from the Bahamas, or them having a smoothie, or them taking a mirror selfie. You see more of their day-to-day life, and they seem less godlike and more human-like, like like they are. Well, when you know more about someone and a person's life, you are more likely to emotionally connect with them and care about their well-being and successes, which is what happens when you know so much about a family. So with the Kardashians they you know so much about them there's so many seasons and they put their public they put their life on display so when you know so much about a family you're gonna have a high likelihood of developing a parasocial relationship the culture of social media plays a big role in the kardashians rise and maintenance of their fame i would describe the culture of social media as the types of behavior that have surfaced because of the place that social media has had particularly in young people's lives the way that young people especially young women have has consumed social media have conf- consumed social media has resulted in certain repeated behavior and learned attitudes t- towards a lot of different things for example social media culture has skewed how we view sexuality and i truly believe the teenage girls are being conditioned to sexualize and objectify their own bodies through their thoughts, words and actions, but that's for another episode. The culture of social media has bred narcissism, vanity, and a useless strife for, for, for oh my God, why can't I speak? for perfection? Because everyone should know that the whole concept of perfection is a scam. Perfection does not exist when it comes to humanity. Vanity isn't necessarily loving the way you look. It's just being obsessed with the way you look and valuing highly and unnecessarily the way you look. Social media or not, society has consistently told women that what they should value most in their life is not their contribution to society or what personality traits they, they possess, like kindness or a higher aptitude for empathy but rather their appearance and how appealing they are, often in a sexualized context. And the Kardashians are a big fan of altering their appearance to fit the body standards. The Kardashians have pushed towards young women unattainable standards, and not just by posting photos of the way they look. Even the products they make or promote continually tell a largely female audience that they should not be happy with their bodies and what they're doing with their lives, with their makeup, and Courtney's well-being site called Push. The Kardashians are representations of the way social media and reality media have warped our connections with our bodies and our lives. In a sense, the Kardashians are perfect on the surface. They have everything that you could ever want, especially in terms of what society has told women to value, except perhaps a functioning family dynamic. They have perfect bodies, Perfect friends, perfectly large houses, and perfectly symmetrical faces. And never a pimple inside or an embarrassing moment. We are drawn to things that we perceive as perfect. Or honestly, maybe you just hate follow the Kardashians because they're a train wreck. Either way, it's valid. Except you probably shouldn't hate consume anything because that isn't good for your mental health. This is a lot bigger than Ian News' biggest sight pull of sisters, the Kardashians. But this is more about the way that people that look like them and live like them, YouTubers and even TikTok stars, have infiltrated the way we view perfection. And I'm focusing on the teenage girls that have been indoctrinated into the social media agenda, which has furthered the agenda of diet culture. Diet culture is a manifestation of the belief that weight, shape, and size are more important than your actual well being and fitness. The Kardashians feed into diet culture with their appetite-suppressant lollipops and waist trainers, which have long been proved as a bad idea. I mean, has anyone even seen the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie when the girl faints because of how tight her corset is? I would recommend Jamila Jamil. She's a great activist for the suppression of diet culture on social media. And I would really recommend checking her IWay account out and her normal Instagram account. But I truly believe that Perfection on social media goes far beyond just diet culture, even though diet culture is horrible and has caused an astronomical amount of damage to young girls and boys. Diet culture and people like the Kardashians and Daisy Keach even make social media a perfect place. where no one has any bad days and everyone is at the beach at least three times a week, people connect with them. Or even just follow them because they connect with perfection because that's their aspiration. Everyone, perfection is something we all understand and relate to wanting. Social media feeds off the fact that everyone consciously or subconsciously wants to be perfect on a deeper level. Even the people that work on it and post body positivity stuff all the time. Wrapping up this whole episode about the Kardashians... My final thoughts is the, the Kardashians are so famous because the show has been going on for so long and they are so public about their lives that people have formed parasocial relationships with them and that's why they're famous or because the idea of perfection is so entrenched in our society that people actively seek out what they think is perfect. The surrounding nature of social media is something we all need to look out for. If you find yourself in these traps of the famous and wealthy, sometimes the best thing to do is just unfollow them or consume their content with an open eye so the inner workings of the particular film industry and industry of influencers and what indirect messages you're sending to yourself, perhaps negative ones like you don't have a perfect body, you need to get fitter, you need to be richer, you need to have more clothes, any of the above if you're feeling bad about yourself when you're going on social media that shouldn't be happening and you need to be proactive in curating your space on social media to be a positive one even on follow the popular girl at school sometimes it's just not worth it now i'm not gonna have a weekly uploading schedule or anything because it might not sound like it but one episode is a lot of work and i don't want to pressure myself to do extra work in the holidays when I want a much-needed break from it all, when I can just watch Netflix like the entire day. So whenever I can manage, the next episode is going to be called The Dirty F Word, Feminism. And it's going to be a crash course on feminism, the different types, the waves, and my kind of feminism. Thanks for tuning in to this episode and listening to my ramble about the Kardashians. I'll see you around next time.